Gunline, Gunline, Gunline. How's everybody doing out there today? Hope all is well. Thanks for joining me here on the Gunline Podcast, where we shoot the shit like we did in the past. So pop a squat, because about to get hot. You're on the Gunline now. I'm your host, Danny Lopez, and today I got a special guest with me, Aaron Hodgson. I knew him back in 2005 through 2007 when we were stationed together at Fort Hood. Uh, he was the arms room, and then from there, he became my chief for about a week or two before I dipped out to Korea. I knew better. And then from there, <laughs> from there, um, he's had a hell of a ride because I haven't seen him since maybe about, shit, a couple of years afterwards. I ran into him for five minutes out there in Fort Sill, where I believe he was probably an AIT instructor at the time. Yep. And then from there, um, well, we're just going to go ahead and get to know him. So how are you doing right now, man? I'm good, man. Good. Definitely blessed. Uh, like you said, man, it, it's been a long journey and it's been a long time talking to you, man. It, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, man. And what you're doing, man, is pretty fantastic too. You need to keep this thing going forever, dude. I hope so, man. I appreciate it from <laughs> your mouth to God's ears. I hope I entertain people enough to, I want to become the Joe Rogan of military podcasting. <laughs> so with that being said, fresh material, man. for the folks that don't know about you, man, let's let them know who Aaron, Aaron, I was going to say Aaron Rogers again. Goddamn. Let's let them know who Aaron Hodgson is. What's right. your story, brother? <laughs> cool, man. Uh, originally born and raised in San Diego, but uh, yeah, we all know how that's going nowadays, man. So I kind of uh, denounced my citizenship and uh, married a Texan. Been married about 15 years. <laughs> yeah. And um, got some Texas kids. Got a big old Texas family. So uh, I'm pretty much an honorary Texan, man. So um, uh, like I said, man, it has been a long journey, dude. But, but. Like I blinked and it's like at the end now. So right. So yeah, like we were talking. Um, I'm I'm nearing the end, man. Uh, as of today, I put in. I'm waiting for my packet, but I'm, I'm waiting on two forms, dude. And I start my year countdown. That's what's so up. It's, it's finally here. I tell you what. While you're at it, make sure you start getting all your ducks in a row for your fucking um VA yes. check. Get yes. all that shit squared away, man. There's a lot of motherfuckers <laughs> that are losing out on shit yeah. that they earned. Yeah, and we'll get in on that a little bit, man, with uh, how I ended up here today. But uh, uh, since I've been here at Fort Benning, and we'll get to that in a second, <laughs> there's nothing but old timers, and they all they don't even shake your hand, and they're like, "Hey, you, you get your VA done?" <laughs> For like, real, nice to meet you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. It's it's really important to get those paperwork done, man, as soon as you can, and because. Yes. Um, there's a lot of a lot of good benefits out there that you've earned. Now, not take advantage of like a lot of motherfuckers do. That's another topic for one of my rants on the midweek memo. Oh, yeah, but um, yeah. you know, and you're you're actually touching on something very important because a lot of the old timers are has screwed themselves mm -hmm. or are screwing themselves because we 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 came in under uh, suck it up and drive on, mm -hmm. and it's not about you, you know. And and nowadays it's. It's even hard when you try to go out and try to ask this stuff, but you got to look at it like marketability. And that's what I've been telling people. Right. If you're not marketable, you're going to have to do something, you know, and, and if, yes, you got to do something to get compensated a little bit, you know I mean? Like our ears are shot our our backs are hurting. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Especially but, as 13 bangers, you know, which leads yeah. me to, um, how did you end up getting in the military anyway? Yeah. yeah it's, um, well, actually that's kind of funny. Um, I spent a year on my own, tried to think I could do it. And I was like, man, now this ain't going to work. So, uh, uh, literally I was roaming from friend to friend or uh, house to house or whatever. And a recruiter found me one day <laughs> when I was chilling outside, man, I was just shooting the breeze, trying to figure out where I was going to sleep that night. Yeah. 
and he he threw a card at me and i was like okay and it bounced it hit my chest and i was like what the fuck and he's like all right well uh, when you want to change your life you give me a phone call right. and i was like well when you want to give me like 35 cents for a phone call i'll call you and he started laughing <laughs> like in the car bro <laughs> and that was it man three months later i was in no shit how'd you end up a 13 banger and that's also funny uh Mips is like hey you scored pretty good man you get a you get a bonus and everything i was like what i qualified they're like well you got four options <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay what are they they're like chemical uh 42 alpha the the, oh. the paperwork people right um something out water purifier Okay. And then uh, 13 Bravo. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's 13 Bravo? Right. And they showed me the video. I was like, done. Yeah, that's how they get us all, man, that fucking yep. video. They got it good. They, they Dude, show you the cool this. shit about firing. They don't show you the hurry up and wait in between, the fucking load plans. The Sweeping the motor pool. We are glorified fucking janitors. I learned how to use that goddamn push boom so fucking well. <laughs> It's like every Monday I have to get a push room and just start sweeping for no reason, man. <laughs> Dude, if you've never been to Germany, there's a, a couple of places people dread. It's a Grafenbeer and OFO. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the C, the C, uh, the, the NTC out there, right? Ah, okay. Dude, I can't believe this thought just came out to me. It's been 20 years of suppression. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget, man. I got in a, I would, okay, I got in trouble. Yeah. And I had to do some, some janitorizing. Right. Like one of the one of the things, man, I want to do a stall and I looked and I threw my broom down and I walked out. And I was like, no, uh-uh. no, Sarge, <laughs> I ain't doing it. A dude had literally leaned over and I don't know if he got bedded money like you guys were talking about in one of the other episodes. Right. You know, <laughs> give us 30 minutes and some crazy shit's going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this dude ass blasted the wall. I'm like, OK, no, we're grown ass men, man. I ain't doing that fuck? shit. So that was it. But uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah, you can only share so much before, you know, <laughs> before you might get in trouble. So yeah, how did you end up on the trail of all places? I remember you were an AIT instructor. So how did so you end up on the trail? Let's break this down real quick, man. Um, I've been to five duty stations. Okay. Started off in Germany. Funny thing about that, like every freaking 19-year-old private, man, that's, you don't remember a whole lot of Germany. You just right. You have fun. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> sobered up a little bit. Yeah, Went yeah. to Fort Hood. Uh, you were at 316 and I was in 442. You were at 316? No, I didn't make it till I was 277 already. That's crazy. I okay. got there in okay. March of, uh, of okay. no, April of 05. Okay. So all 277 right. had just stood up. You're a pretty smart dude, so you know about all that 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 life that, uh, you know, 316, 442 all came up and built 277. Yep. Yeah, so I was one of the, the original people. I was in 442. Okay. I came over and... um. And just we started from there. So, but before that, uh, like I was telling you earlier, uh, <laughs> I was part of the Sunni Triangle of Death, or what I call it. Get stuck <laughs> in the the three places, man: Fort Hood, Fort Sill, and Oklahoma, and God Fort Bliss. Damn. God, yeah, God. that's the Bermuda Triangle of fucking yep. <laughs> of the army, right there. Hell yeah, man! Ah, once it's hard to get away from that. So, so I endured a lot of that stuff, man. Went on a, a lot of deployments, and then. Um, Got a break, did AIT in 2010 right. to 2012. From there, I walked across the street, got a job, and uh, they said they were going to send a, not a MIT team, but they called it an SFAT. Okay. Um, you know, like a special teams to go teach, I don't know, the D-30, which is a, a Russian artillery piece. Trust me, I know the fucking D-30. You know the D-30? I, I, oh, I, I fucking trained the goddamn monkeys over there in Afghanistan on that piece of shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> check this out. Well, we, we got a failed mission, which means uh, they pulled the plug on it. Okay. We, we trained and we were ready to go. And then, so from that point, they looked at my records branch did and they're like, dude, you've been, uh, you've been uh, milking it. You haven't been deployed in a long time. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was, you forced me to do AIT. All right, whatever. Right. So I caught a job in uh, Fort Bliss, man. And okay. um, deployed like three weeks after I got there. No shit. Where were you at in Fort Bliss? Or when were you at Fort Bliss? I was at Fort Bliss in 2012 to 2014. I'm trying to figure like, out. tail end of 2012. Was Sergeant Major Mendoza there already by the time you got out? Shoot, man, that name doesn't ring a bell. Oh, okay, yeah, he was probably because I think he got there around 2014, around that time. Because I got oh, out yeah, in 2015, yeah, no, so okay, I left as fast as I could. Yeah, oh, he's already retired. You'd remember him. You would remember him. Trust me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, right on. So you caught that break at Bliss. I did. Yeah. I get, so, all right. So let me say this too, man, because it kind of puts things in perspective. Yeah. I went all the way to platoon sergeant throughout my career. Okay. Uh, after I met you, I became a chief, dude. I was a chief for a long time. So right. when you broke in 2007, I went. I kept going. Yeah. I stayed with the group. They ended up reflagging us to 582. 582, yeah. We were we were CAV, and that was kind of interesting, you know. Um, Fags. It was a good unit, dude. Good unit. Crazy, <laughs> crazy-ass people, you know. And But it, brothers, man. Yeah. And then... Uh, then that massacre happened, and then that was right before I I finally caught a break and left. And, okay, you know a lot of craziness. Anyway, I went up there and Fort Silly, you know, kind of solidified me as a leader, dude. Okay. I um, I was going, I was going good, but I didn't have any plans for the future. You know, it's just yeah. like just letting the army keep doing his thing. And I got promoted to E seven. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> now what? Right, here we go. <laughs> let's let's start putting this in perspective. Man. No shit. You know. So now I was like, all right, all right, I can do this. I can do this. So it was slow rolling, but, you know, I got it. Yeah. And then, um, so I went to lead a platoon and check this out. I got six total deployments. Oh, shit. One to Kosovo, three to Iraq, and two to Afghanistan. God damn. So <laughs> I did three at, or did the Kosovo in Germany. I did the three at Hood. I did um, one at Bliss. And then I, I just assumed never never think about that one that was just a nightmare yeah just a lot of route clearance i got hit uh you know it was just nasty oh no shit we, we all made it back safe but you know it was a pretty crazy time anyway so speed up to here dude to leave 2014 out of bliss i caught <laughs> i told my wife i volunteered <laughs> or no i that i got not well i'm told but i ended up volunteering for drill ah um, okay you dropped yeah. the packet for it I did. <laughs> you told her you were DA selected. <laughs> I don't blame you, yep. man. That's a good career move, though. <laughs> it was good, man. I'll tell you this. It was the worst, best thing I ever did in my life. Uh, it yeah. was really tough on the family. It was tough on the hours, but it was probably the, uh, the thing I prized the most. You know, that and AIT. Um, yeah. I'm still kind of fresh into it. You know, like I'm, I'm not that old, even though I'm 40. Right. But uh, I've seen I've seen some of the guys, you know, mature. And uh, I've... Uh, I had a couple, you know, tap me on the shoulder and be like, hey, I remember you. You were crazy and this and that. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, so you <laughs> have like, run into some trainees since then. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah, on. Definitely. Yeah, um, it's, I ran into one of my old fucking drill sergeants when I was in uh, in Afghanistan up in okay. Jaff. I ran into a drill sergeant showmaker. And he ended up, wow. at that time, he was a first sergeant over in, um, in Hawaii. He's like, I remember you. I'm like, yeah, trust me, I remember you too. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was our, our, our NBC NCO um, while I was in drill. Uh, he was um, a, a drill sergeant. That motherfucker, man, he was he was he was a rolodex of knowledge when it came down to the fucking That's ARs good. and FMs. <laughs> oh, That's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to bring it up to yeah. speed now. From there, I uh, I got lucky. Got a lot of opportunities, man. They they said, "Hey, you're done with the trail, man. Congratulations. You know, you're a senior drill sergeant from the shoot, man. It was good." I uh, trained a lot of knuckleheads, and trust me, we'll go back to a few stories before I get off here. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I uh, I went air assault and airborne, right? And uh, they put me on dead space for Fort Drum, and you know, hey, go knock out whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I volunteered for that too to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but God had other plans. Man. Yeah, I um, like I said earlier, dude, I am just as not graceful as I was when you knew me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I uh, broke myself pretty good in both schools man like on zero day of air assault i uh, kind of cracked a couple ribs god damn dude i got a heart of gold so i kept through i didn't tell anybody just suffered through my wife would give me epsom salt bass every night yeah oh, yeah man. yeah dude and then um then i took care of it and then a month later i went airborne and did great until the very last jump hit a bad wind and shattered my leg in three places no <laughs> shit so you I got, got the, so you're just a five jump chump then huh I'm a five jump jump. But you know what? <laughs> That's five more jumps than anybody else. True statement, man. <laughs> bring him in, bring him in when to my one of my last units, man. Uh, I went SVAP. Okay. And that's super crazy. So I was still along with the Tradoc trail, dude. doing S3 stuff, you know, just like whatever. Yeah. Hopping around on a on a scooter with my boot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I was healing up, man. I actually healed up pretty fast. Right uh, six months, dude, and I was pushing it real good. Uh, back into a, you know, almost a 240, 250 on a PT test. It's not fancy, but, you know, it's not too bad with a broken leg. And um, I got picked up, man. I got picked up for uh, SVAP. Okay. Which is, for a lot of the people who don't know, is the old version. Let's see, a revised version of the mid teams or okay. the uh, SVATs. You know what I mean? Right. So they're like a new version of the mitts. Okay. Yes. And to not sell them short, it's the best way they've ever done it. They put in a ton of money. They've got a lot of support. Yeah. And what it is, is they have a vetting program where you're not going to get anybody of lesser rank. You know, it's pretty much just seniors. Yeah. Uh, E5s and up, but you're talking E5s that know what the hell's going on. I got a good buddy that's actually going to that shit. He just got picked up for it. He'll be heading there. Um, I think there you go. Huh? No, not, there you go. That's what's up. Yeah, he's headed there to Benning um, for – he got orders for it. So, Tell me his name. You know, I'll talk to him because yeah, – uh, I'll, I'll tell I you offline. Okay. I uh, did my tour. Yeah. And I, I trained with them. I shipped out. Uh, my 2018 old year, I was down there in Afghanistan. Check this out, dude. I did five months in the battalion headquarters just pussing around and, you know, helping out where I could, doing the right thing. And then right. all of a sudden I got a mission. With me and my first are kind of we kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. So we trained. It was just me and him. That's it. Oh. Shit. We set up an entire school in the west of Afghanistan. Okay. And they had never seen they hadn't seen troops in like six years of America. Yeah. Troops. So they had like Italians and NATO. Mm hmm And so we were it, and they loved it, man. Immediately, you know, they they you know they try to ask you for stuff, but right. when they find out you ain't got it, and you're just there to shed your expertise. They're like, all right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And we we set up a we set up an SVAP program. Uh, I'm so sorry. We set up a D30 program for him. 
we we did the very first one. My unit nice. when I was over there, uh, it was uh, I was a two seven seven out of what? Fort Carson, and nice. uh, you know what's funny is uh, uh, Maynard he ended up coming to replace my unit there. Okay. So fucking um. Nice. So yeah, we uh we opened up the very first Afghan field artillery uh, school. That is crazy. And it's funny because they said, "Oh yeah, you're gonna get enough time to learn the D thirty, blah blah blah." <laughs> they gave us, I think, it was like one or two weeks, and then they nice. gave us those ugly ass yellow fucking howitzers. Oh. And fucking um, lo and yep. behold, we ended up fucking. We learned it pretty quick. I mean, yes. we, we and because artillery at the end of the day is fucking artillery, it's no matter artillery. what. Yep. Uh, you know, yep. I don't understand some of the things that we were trying to teach them, um, <laughs> yeah. but they. The one thing I did like about that fucking piece was um the direct fire scope. That shit oh, was on um, point. That oh man! But explain to me, because I'm sure you got okay. to work with these monkeys. Um, yeah. <laughs> why were we teaching them how to reciprocal lay? They barely know math. They can barely count, <laughs> and they're having us teach them reciprocal lay. I'm like, are you fucking Dude. kidding me? You want me to show them fucking Sam's? You want me to show them all this? They're not gonna understand shit. They barely understood how to. They barely understood how to fucking work the collimator. <laughs> so, at least oh, you guys knew what a collimator was. Oh my god! <laughs> did, did your guys? Did your guys ever? <laughs> when they put the canister inside of the fucking howitzer, they were like scared. They were like pushing it in. <laughs> Dude, I got videos, bro. I'm gonna send it to you. Oh man, I still got one. I, I got a canister here from the D30. You do? Yeah, yeah I do too. Hell do yeah! Too. Yep. That is sick, man. Yeah. Uh, right at the end of my career, dude, it was one of the best things. Yeah, know? that's that's awesome. Let me let me go back into the funniness. Yeah, come it, on, dude. bring it on. Out in the West, bro, they haven't. Okay, like when I say they hadn't had troops in years. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't lying, man. They were just out of control. They had seventeen checkpoints in like a five mile radius. I was oh, like, what are you doing? And every checkpoint was getting overran daily by the Taliban. Of course. Right. And what would they do? They would set a D30, and they didn't have enough to put on all 17. So they only had them, like, I don't know, four guns. So they had, like, four checkpoints. Right. And they would they would direct fire. They treated it like a machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Do you know you could fire it, like, miles away, right? So they don't have to come up. What are you talking about? Right. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> all right. God. Dude. So you're saying all these things, bro? They don't even know what a collimator was? I was like, oh, my God. Bro, you know how <laughs> these fucking monkeys... We're firing the direct fire. <laughs> they would drop the fucking on uh, the tube, open the breach, and put the direct fire scope inside oh, of the breach. <laughs> why not, man? Why not? They don't, Fuck, they don't know, dude. These guys, it was hasty, like. bro. Hasty foresight. <laughs> for real. Dude, they had us F-cat these fucking guns. Stop it. I'm not even. Stop it now. Bro, when we first got them, we had to F-cat them before they got it. And I, I'm not gonna lie to you. When they first pulled that lanyard, I walked my my funny ass way back. I had no idea what was gonna happen, bro. <laughs> but they fired it. And I was like, "All right, we're not dead. Good to go." <laughs> man, same it, thing, man. It was, I was it, like, man, we gotta die. <laughs> it was really wild, man. It was really fucking wild. I mean, it was great to learn that piece, though, and you know, it teach these guys cool. how to use it. But um, definitely not gonna lie. And also, you know, it was at the height of the whole green on blue shit that was going on too. So, yeah. man, that was yeah. I was in Fob Gambury at the time. Then, okay, we had boys up in Gambury. Yeah, 
And yep. that place, uh, what a shit show. But yeah, man, so tell me some stuff on the trail, man. Are privates really as stupid as they, they make them seem? Like, I've seen some videos of a kid who put his magazine out, trying to put it in backwards. <laughs> Another one put it upside down. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, okay, so you're going to have to time me on this one, man, because <laughs> you're good. So much that, dude, I could be a billionaire right now if I uh, can remember everything that happened. I'll put it into a book. <laughs> I swear, man. The, the shit you see on the trail. That's probably what it'd be titled, too. Mm-hmm. All right, look. I don't know what happens the second they see the brown brown. Yeah. What, dude? They just, they lose it. They, like, they just shut off. So, like, we'll, we'll jump to that, man. You're talking about range things, man. Oh, my God. I was successful. I passed, dude. I had no, no investigations. It was ready for me to go. <laughs> and my buddy's like, hey, Hodge, man, hey. Hey, I know you're leaving, man, but uh, can you come up here and do some ammo with me today on a range? I was like, I got you, bro. Hell yeah. yeah. That's all I got to do? Oh, man, I got it. So I went out there, man, put my brown brown on, got my stuff, you know, took a four dream team is yeah. what I call it. Like, the, I don't know, the, the best of the evil. You know? <laughs> Less reveals. Right. So I get four dudes who know what the hell's going on. And, and I'm like, look, guys, this is a qualification range. All I need is what I, a 10, 10, 20. You know what I'm talking about? A 10, 10, 20. 10 rounds, 10 rounds, and 20 rounds. Man. Right. 10 rounds for the, the, the prone unsupported, you know, the 10 round and the kneeling, and, and 20, and 20 for the whatever, man. Like, right. I think I got that backwards. Anyway, they had it on lock, man. We were shooting stuff, handed out ammo. We had a line going, nothing, man. We actually looked pretty decent. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And then I realized at the end of the day, man, I was dreading and it was coming. I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to get these four to go shoot. Now I got to reteach them. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, listen, you knuckleheads, go get me two dudes who know what the hell that, that, that qualified expert. Just go. And these guys will be my, my, my dudes. Right. Like, All right. We got you, Joe Strong. We got you. So I come back and I get these two guys and I'm like, oh, God. All right. Well, okay. What could possibly go wrong? And I've got, I got this. And so I'm like, all right, guys, look, 20, 10, 10 is what I meant to say. Right, you know, right. 20 for the first round, uh, 10 for the uh, the unsupported, and 10 for the, the kneeling. You're good. You're and they're, good. Like, they're like, yeah, 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 Joe Sarn, yeah, we got you. I'm like, all right. So one dude just jumped at it, man. We only needed four dudes worth of ammo, really, you know? <laughs> one dude was doing good, and one dude was struggling, man. And I, I, he had his back to me. I was like, okay, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Like, it's whatever. I'm not pressed for time. We're doing good. You know? Right. Jewel starts are over there shooting off some ammo, you know, they're practicing and doing what they're doing. Right, right. We got time. And then after about five minutes, I'm like, hey, hey, dumbass. I mean, you know, I would never say that. I'm right. Like, hey, hey, warrior. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on, man? Where's my magazine? Oh, right here, Joe Sean. Here's, here's a 10 round. I'm, I could only get a 10 round. The 10 round, that dude did 40 things of ammo. Oh, how? Give me what you got, bro. I learned a lesson that day. I learned a lesson that if you say something to a private, they will actually listen and do exactly what you said. I said, take this 10-round stripper clip right. and give me a 10-round magazine. Do that, dude. Grab that stripper clip and shove that shit inside the what magazine. The fuck? Did not take the clip off, and he handed it to me. And I, I've got a picture. Are you what the picture fuck? Like, private, you need to walk. <laughs> <laughs> I threw that shit on the ground. I picked it up. I was like, oh, my. I showed all my drill buddies. They were like, oh, are you serious? <laughs> what in the fuck? Now, the only... Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, I mean... I'm, I'm guessing that your hands were tied as opposed to when you were coming through basic. Yeah, they were. And they the were. drill sergeants weren't as, um, I would say, uh, 
aggressive. Yeah. So aggressive, we could be aggressive. We um, had to be very careful. We, we, we all walked a fine line. And yeah. We knew what we could do and what we couldn't do. I lost a few buddies in the realm of them getting in trouble because they just they couldn't do it. And one was a gun bunny. No shit. One was a gun bunny, bro. And I think you may have known him. And I'm going to drop a line to you a little bit later. All right. <laughs> just remind me. Anyway, um, it's like smoking a guy. You know, they, you definitely started to learn. It really depend on what you went in there with the ambitions of to begin with. I was there with a lot of alphas. Okay. They were super, super mad at the world because think about it, dude. For an artillery guy to go over there, he's not going to get dropped on infantry base of training. Mm-hmm. He's going to do the, the soft core MOS. The BCT is what they call it. Right. There's only two on Sand Hill and a ton of infantry groups, right? right? So I was right across the street from one of the infantry groups, and I had six infantry drill sergeants that didn't make the cut. Oh, shit. And so already, man, we're going to get static. So mm-hmm. And it was rough, bro. It was real rough. So those kids got a lot of yelling and not a lot of teaching. Okay. And so when a couple of us come by, we're doing a little little bit of a balance. Yeah. You know? We already caused static. But okay. So I played it smart, and I'm a senior drill, and my senior drill buddies, man, one one senior drill was a gun buddy too. He uh, he went to Korea. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think he just finished off his uh, his tour there, man. Awesome, awesome dude. We found the balance. We knew what to do, man. We we knew when to smoke them, how to smoke them, um, how not to go overboard, you know, unless you absolutely had to. And bro, I'm telling you, <laughs> there are times where you're just like, I'm gonna lose it, and I can neither confirm nor deny that my hat actually was aerodynamic <laughs> a few times <laughs> i don't know man i i don't know there was a lot of uh, soldiers that ended up coming to the gun line that was like yeah what the fuck is wrong with you private you know like there was no, no discipline nope. fat bodies already on profiles and like how, how the fuck did you make it out you know so yeah we we threw a lot of heat at y'all like what the fuck are these drill sergeants doing over there I know. You got to just so fucking the passing thing. them through. When I was in AIT, <laughs> we blamed the drill sergeants. Right. And in AIT, I was like, oh, hell no. We got to light them up a little bit. You know, right. I, I was in some good company, man. I had a lot of good dudes. Um, I saw a lot of our old timers, man, in, uh, in, yeah, our group. Again, I'll keep names. Yeah. You know, but, uh, I mean, if they're out by now, fucking drop their names. But I mean, <laughs> if they're in, I gotcha. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, anyway, no, that man, uh, Natividad. Oh, nice. Yeah. Some awesome, awesome shit, man, out there. And we were, we, we've been playing piggyback a little bit, you know. And um, I don't know if you remember Reynolds. Were you there for a Jeremiah Reynolds? The he name comes there about him, sure. I think. So you're probably leaving. Yeah, I don't uh, remember him. He's still here, man. Me and him, like, tied us out. Right on. Anyway, so, like, AIT. We did the absolute best we could, man. But I'm telling you, you got six weeks two zero periods and four weeks of training right to do the best you can to retrain boys than men dude right when i say that i mean like teach them how to shave teach them how to change their freaking drawers and take showers and you're like bro i only got six weeks man right what the fuck and so we would curse the drill sergeants and then i became a drill sergeant i was like what the fuck? you know what the hell's wrong with meps man Are those right. recruiters you know? <laughs> Just like in artillery, man, we'll blame the FDC. FDC blames the Hill, and it well, just goes on from though. there. It is FDC's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Always. Shit. 
I love Marquez to death, bro. But man, I'll tell him the truth. I'll tell yeah. The truth. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, that's one thing I always wanted to do was to fucking be a drill sergeant. You know, unfortunately, things didn't good. go that way, and I it's probably a good thing because knowing the way I oh, was, yeah. and you know, especially I, I took a liking to the bottle a lot while I was in. I probably would have fucking. I would have been done more than likely because I believe in the whole old school way of doing things. I get it. You know, during drill sergeant school, they more than likely probably reprogram you and your frame of thought as well. But yeah, they do. No, they try. I mean, like I said, if you go in stable, you're going to be stable. If you go in kind of jacked up, dude, it's just all the traits are going to come out when you get stressed, you know? Yeah. It's like going to deployment, dude. Like, yeah, if you if your mind's not in it and you go to deploy, man, you're gonna you're gonna have a tough road. Oh God, uh, know what I mean? Deployments. Uh, We've seen it. We've it's seen just it. my, I just remember my last deployment to Afghanistan, and it's just uh, I, I had some fucking idiots in in that <laughs> some dumbass fucking privates. Uh, I swear to fucking God. No. Oh, I'm talking about beyond fucking retarded. Um, I, one guy thought that he he fucking was on like his eighth life as a fucking oh warrior. Oh my God! This guy! I'll, oh my fucking God! You know what? Give me a second here. Um, okay. It's just—it's a fucking trip, man. So yeah, this motherfucker, dude. He, talking about that, he had like eight lives where he was all warrior. <laughs> like each life, he was a ninja warrior. Another one, he oh was some God. kind of other fucking warrior. He was just a weird fucking kid. Anyways, so one of the dudes was like, "So you were a warrior in all your lives? What happened in this life?" Because he was a garbage piece of shit, dude. Oh my god! So, oh no! And then this kid, like, he he was the guy. He ends up the gun line, man. Dude, he was a guy that ends up marrying abroad that um he just met. And of course, this broad was already fucking divorced from a previous soldier, and so, oh my god, god well, heard that before. dude, we get back to the fucking <laughs> we, we redeploy. We're back over here. He falls under me. They give me this fucking shit bag, and um, he was a fat body. Oh my god, he was gonna get divorced, right? Then mm-hmm. he doesn't get divorced. He stays with her. She cheats on him multiple times. He says he's going to kill himself while we're deployed, so we had to take his rifle away. Uh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it gets it gets worse. So when we get back in country, that once again, we redeploy. I'm, popping, I'm bouncing all over the place with him because he's just that type. This piece of shit goes <laughs> and buys himself a fucking uh, uh, Super Duty, I think it is, a Ford Super Duty. Mind oh, you, he's okay. a PFC. He's a PFC. And he bought a brand new Super Duty <laughs> Ford or some shit. Then he can't make it to PT. I'm like, where the fuck are you at, guy? Oh, uh, I didn't have enough money to get gas into the truck. You're paying oh, for a Jesus. fucking truck that you can't even put gas in. Are you kidding me? Uh, it's 37% interest. I thought I got a deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the <laughs> idiot buys it while he's in the process of getting divorced. Oh, so, geez. of course, she gets part of it now. Oh, no. Dude, it, I'm telling you, this guy was the worst fucker I ever had in my life. I, ah. And then he gets wow. finally chaptered out. He claims fucking mental to get out. And yeah, they give this motherfucker a rating of all things. They give him no. a rating. Yeah. Oh, man. I was pissed, bro. If I ran into that piece of shit garbage, you know who the <laughs> fuck you are if you're listening, you stinky motherfucker. Anyways. <laughs> That mother- no, you can't get ready for stupid, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, but he played those. He, dude, he's talking about he was going to kill himself, so he sliced his arm. 
Oh my God. Really? That's attempting to kill yourself, guy? Oh, anyway, sorry, bro. I went on a tangent there. You're good, man. That good. motherfucker, I'm telling you. I think people like it when I lose my shit like this. That's why I got a lot of us for the Seamus McCrabus. I can't say his, I don't want to say yeah. his name, but that piece of shit. Oh, God. That, that motherfucker is another story, but I, I'm going to leave it at that. But anywho, sorry, back to you. Back to the, the life on the trail. Man. And this is why I probably wouldn't have made a good drill, Sarge, because I would have lost my fucking mind. <laughs> but you were touching on something pretty important, man. Like, you, until you become a leader, you don't understand that you never get a fair deck. And you're just like, why the fuck was I heavy loaded the worst? Mm-hmm. And then when you, su- when you surprise yourself, because that's the one thing, man. Like, uh, out of... Uh, all but my last duty, dude, which was SFAB, and, and now I'm teaching them. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't finish with that. I'm over at the Motto, which is the uh, the Military Advisor Training Academy. So I'm training the guys now. Oh no shit! So yeah, so it was pretty awesome, dude. Um, I told them I was going to retire. Yeah, because I was done, man. I was burnt after that last Afghanistan. I was done. Yeah, and so that my um, emotions kind of speak the best to me. So I, I threw my paperwork in. Yeah, and didn't really plan it too well with the wife didn't yeah. talk to her a whole lot about it you know just reacting and then when i got home we're like okay let's, let's give it a year or two and then um i pulled it back and when i did that they'd already put me on the lost roster oh and i was like all right it's cool it's cool you know i did my time right you know and they were cool they weren't mad and they're like all right so they helped me get a job so i went right across the street i went to the big place where they they trained the s fabbers that's what's up so, man so it worked out for you on that then so yeah. that's why you've been at for the last couple of years then doing that yeah. That's mm-hmm. what's up. And I mean, on the on the plus side, you're, you know, you get to teach these guys that are going to go out and do that mission. So yes. what are your plans when you get out? Do you have anything lined up yet? I do. Uh, so I got a couple of good things, man. Like, thank God, you know, like God's blessed me to, to get the, uh, the retirement thing, you know, as a buffer mm-hmm. uh, and just super humble, you know, with that and other people who didn't get a chance to totally humble. Mm-hmm. So while I'm doing that, I got to, uh, put my butt in gear in the past couple of month, uh, years and, and uh, get an associate's degree. And Good job. I thank you. I talked to somebody who's actually a, a counselor, very supportive. And she's getting me into a, a master's program. Nice. So I'm going to go straight through my bachelor's and I'm thinking like uh MBA. I'm going to get an MBA. And um, do you know what you're going to get it in HR? Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's a good one. So I was doing Homeland and I was like, man, that's super nice, but it's who you know. Yeah. Not so much how you know. And dude, I'm like, this is it, man. This is our second phase of life, bro. Yeah. You know, I, I can't just throw down the money and do something I think I'm gonna get. Right. So now I'm gonna do something I know I can get. And so while I'm doing that, I you know they call uh A Captain's different now? It's like SFO, Soldier for Life. Okay. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> it's like they've they've took some critiques and they've tried to make things better and they're gonna continue doing that. Um so they have some internships. Okay. And uh, they made it a program where the commanders kind of need to, they, they can't force them, but they look kind of bad if they don't support it. Uh-huh. So when you're in your last 180 days, they give you a chance to go get a, a, a cert and like go get technically certified with nice. something like wel- welding. Or yeah, they, they started driving. doing that shit when, um, when I was actually an ACAP. They started having like um, local unions. They would tell you like that you could go into their union like welding and shit like yep. that. Dude, those motherfuckers yeah. make bank. They do, and it's in full swing right now, man. So I'm thinking, all right, I look at my hands, man, and my arthritis and stuff, mm. and I'm like, nah, my heart's bigger than all that, dude. I right. still want to get my hand dirty. So um, <laughs> I can't be in an office yet. So right. they've got some stuff going on, man. 
that looks fantastic. Um, manga, right? He uh, <laughs> he dumped four billion or trillion, something crazy, man. Yeah. In the uh, manufacturing and the and the labor unions and and everybody down here, especially in the south. Okay. Georgia is like every time you look around, something comes from Georgia. You like bottled here in Georgia, done here in Georgia. They make batteries out here in Georgia. And I'm like, God, no. So they built a thing called Higher. Oh, man, what is it called? Um, actually, I have a pin right here. <laughs> Hero, <laughs> Heroes Make America. Right on. So I'm not trying to sell this program for anybody but myself, man. It's you um, get nine weeks of a certification. They give you five certifications, oh, like shit. from um, OSHA to uh, uh, forklift maintenance and operation. And I'm not talking about doing that, but. Basically, what you are is your middle management. Yeah. So almost upper, and you're a troubleshooter, and it gets rid of their their quality inspector, so they don't have to pay that dude. Now they got a guy that can do it all. That he can supervise, teach, and dude, we're all military. Right. So like, they only take like fifteen to twenty people when they Ooh. hit them up, and there's like five places hood opened up. Okay. Uh, I want to say Campbell, man. I may be wrong. Us, the Benning, uh, maybe Carson. I think, and uh, definitely Bragg or or one of them. Right. And it's, it's legit, bro. Dude, Ooh, that's awesome. I mean, cause honestly, job. that's awesome. Cause honestly, and, man, that's one of the things, one of the biggest things that I've noticed, like getting out when I was going through a cap, I can't remember who I was talking to about it, but when you, I was going through a cap, everybody had this uh, vision that when they get out, they're going to get like this fucking 60, $70,000 job when they get out. I know. And like, dude, you're an E4. You're not going to get that shit. You know, <laughs> you, even if you were an E5, and, you know, especially if you were fucking any combat MOS, yes. the only thing that you have relatable is going to be fucking leadership. That, and that's even if you were good at a leader. Or checking my, out D-cars downrange, bro. Oh, that, I got one for that. That's going to be know. one of my midweek memos. But fucking, uh, <laughs> dude, no, like when I got out, I literally got out. I was a staff sergeant. My MCOER was fucking beautiful. I looked great. DD-214 looks beautiful. However, come, I'm a 13 Bravo. I have absolutely no fucking soft skills. I don't know about Excel. I don't know. I know how to do a PowerPoint, but I, what I know how to do is how to steal somebody else's PowerPoint and fucking, you know, plug in my own shit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But fucking. So I went to, you know, I did my resume. And um, when I got here to San Antonio, I hit the ground running like, what the fuck am I going to do? And luckily, I'm in the call center capital of the fucking world other than India, I think. And um, I had a few job opportunities, but I needed one now. And the company that I'm working for was like, you know, um, this resume doesn't balance what we're doing. It doesn't match what we're doing here. But, you know, you seem to know, like, what you're going to be doing. You seem like you got a a good head on your shoulder. I started an entry-level job, man. 15 bucks an hour. uh, Entry-level fucking job. And I'm talking about I'm coming from supervising and leading soldiers to I'm fucking taking phone calls now. So it, it was humbling, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck. And that's you, what made my transition difficult at that time. But that'll be another story for another day. Go ahead, No, boss. I got you. And I don't mean to be a creeper. Dude, no, go ahead. Like, I love... When you turned me on to this, man, a few about a month ago, man, I uh, listened to every single podcast you made. And you brought this up, man. You you know, you were definitely talking about it with Walzik, you know. And the, just the, uh, the what you dealt with, you know. And I haven't done that yet, so I appreciate listening to it. Yeah. guys have actually been out there... You know, I'm talking to every crusty person here in Fort Benning, man, and, and I'm making notes, you know, I'm right. making notes because I've always been a guy who never gave up. 
I mean, yeah. I may not have been a favorite, but I never gave up. You know, I cared about people and I never gave up. There you go. But without tooting my own horn, I mean, like, uh, I hear I hear what you're saying. I really do. And I thought I was going to get a 100,000 job, man. Go out there, check ID cards, do a deployment, make two, come back, pet, you know, pay off my house mm-hmm. and be done, man. And then that isn't going to happen. And I'm like, ah, what do I do now, man? Right. I still got to support the family. I got two beautiful kids, a crazy five-year-old little boy that's like <laughs> all over the place and awesome, you know, Hell Star yeah. Wars. And I got a 14-year-old daughter who's amazing, but... She's oh a teenager. <laughs> yeah. She's a teenage girl. That's got to be rough on its own. And she's super smart. So, like, she's a, she just, God bless her, man. She just got accepted into a magnet school. Nice. And she's crushing it, dude. So, but uh, with that comes, no, dad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, anyway, that's another story for another day. Yes, sir. But, yeah, man. Um, so, to, to cap it off about that uh, that job opportunity, I know I'm getting excited about oh, this. Oh, you're good. They got, they got tons. And the thing, the thing about it is they will get you – they got a headhunter who's been around our life, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it's a female. And they, they every every post that has this has the same thing. They'll walk you in to job fairs and job – not job nice. fairs, but job interviews right. after you get your cert and be able to transition your talk. And like you said, man, like I didn't certify anything, you know, like – I blow shit up. Exactly. <laughs> well, they'll, they'll walk you through the talk, man. They'll be like, look, you have skills now. You got mad skills because you're like senior leaders or yep. just leaders. You've got these uh, five credit. Oh, and you get 15 credit hours from the local college here. Nice. You know, when you do that and a certif- five certifications. Um, and you walk in at a, about a fifty to a $60,000 job to start, man. And it can go all the way up to a hundred. Nice. And um, it's production technician okay. I think and if you take a look at that I man you'll just start thinking that it's pretty nice and, and they're like we're not going to start you at the line we're going to put you above but that's the mantra nowadays just if you prove it and you show them you're of work they're going to help you out you know exactly. but you, you kind of got to meet the middle and it's pretty tight and that's good because honestly another thing that's hurting us is a lot of these assholes out here uh, that are veterans and you know they play the fucking crazy yep. card and all yep. of a sudden you know we're all fucking typecast and put in that same bubble. So now Absolutely all of a sudden right. we're fucking, we're not marketable anymore. You know, exactly. it, it's, it sucks, dude. And um, luckily where I work at, you know, I've been able to, you know, prove myself, work my, I've worked my ass off there. It's hard to work your ass off in a call center. Trust me. But what I do is okay. I bring different ideas to try to th- make things more efficient, you know? You and one thing I've learned, like it's taken me a long time to learn, is uh, branding. Branding is a big fucking thing. I had never heard of branding, and they were like, "Yeah, it's about your brand." You know what? What people see of you. You know how you market yourself. And I've been working on that just this past year alone, and it's been um, successful. You know, so you know to all these guys that are getting now, you know, work on your branding. That's it's definitely, definitely something big. You know, and get a college education if you plan to fucking get a job out here. Get a college education because even entry level jobs they want an associate. It's like a fucking equivalent of a high school now. <laughs> there's two things. Actually, there's a ton of things. But yeah, uh, I was thinking about this when I knew I was going to go on your show, man. I was thinking to myself, dude, what would I tell people? What would I tell people? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the big things is, and I don't want to sound cliche or retarded. No, go ahead. Don't sell yourself short, man. Don't eliminate your strengths when you know you got strengths. Be you because you're going to be like you said your brand 
dude, we lose ourselves, man. We lose ourselves to our job, mm. to the guy who's better than us. We, oh, I'm not the drill that I wanted to be. Well, I'm going to be right. like that. No, be you, man. You know, as long as you know what the fuck you're doing, you're going to be awesome. Yep. And sell that. And then, um, you know, don't forget to be humble. Yep. Because that's a big thing. A lot of guys, like you said, you know, that's me, me, me now. And why, why, yeah. why, why? You know, how about shut your fucking mouth? Yeah. You know, and use those skills you got. And, and so I got a question for you, actually. Yeah. When, you, when you're saying what you said about working your brand and this and that, are you getting noticed? And if not, you don't forget to, like, package what you're doing. And so, you know, you know cause, so, yeah, I got a story about that. When I first started working, I was the guy that showed up there, um, shirt, tie, slacks. You know, to me, business, that was business nice. casual. You know, so that's okay. how I was I was looking good. I was working my ass off, coming up with new ideas. Yeah. And then, you know, I was advancing pretty fast and I got moved over to an interpreter role, which, you know, oh, normally sorry. doesn't happen, you know, within the first year. I was able to do it in one year. And um, awesome. so I became an interpreter. And unfortunately, the uh, leadership that I had there was more of a um, kind of like what I saw the NCO Corps become through my years of yeah. I come before you. You know, exactly. they didn't give a shit about, you know, uh, make, you know, they didn't give a shit about making you a better person. They just cared about themselves looking good, That's you know, crazy. and that fucking pissed me off. And so that person, um, he, he pretty much just fucking built a wall on me and I just gave the fuck up. Apathy set in. I was going through the struggles of fucking um, getting out and dealing with this okay. shit. And um, I just gave the fuck up. And so my brand, while it was skyrocketing at first, it, it plateaued started and started plateaued. going down. Yeah. And um, so luckily I got a mentor. And that's another thing I want to tell people. Get a fucking mentor out there, man. Yep. A mentor, it will help you tons. Anyway, so my mentor put a fire in my ass and told me, you have <laughs> to rebrand yourself. And that's when I had never heard brand. I'm like, what do you mean brand? I'm like, yeah, Danny, you're, it's your brand. You know, if people look at you and they see that you're just a piece of shit, I'm just using, you know, my own words. No, you're good. They're gonna, you're yeah, going to get treated as a piece of shit. Exactly. But if, you know, you start, you know, working how you did when you start, first started here, you're rebranding yourself back to that person and you'll be noticed. You know, go out there, become engaged. That's another fucking key word out there. Engaged. Branding. You know, engaging is just basically networking, man. And Here's some, some tips and tricks I've been learning right at the wire, man, in those ACAP classes. LinkedIn. LinkedIn oh, yeah. is the spot. So oh, yeah. you're saying brand? Mm -hmm. And mentor, you're going to really start seeing that stuff on those sites, man. And kind of a negative world, dude, that a lot of people don't realize is mm -hmm. clean your social media. Yep. So if you're parading around of anti-MAGA or, or pro-MAGA and, and you're throwing down some crazy shit or, mm -hmm. or if you're emo and you're throwing down, you know, poor me shit or supporting <laughs> Antifa or something. I'm right. political, but anything. And then all of a sudden you're like, hello, I'm LinkedIn and uh, I'm so-and-so and I want to they were like, really? really? Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be that guy, make sure you keep your shit very private and make sure that, you know, you only have friends on there that uh, either or, understand or your views. You'd be like, oh, no, man, that's me. You know? Yeah. I, I bungee corded three feet, you know, <laughs> third story window. Dude, I'm telling you, it's like I, I made sure I put my shit super private. I only allow friends that I trust and few coworkers, very few coworkers, because they're the ones that run their mouth. It's amazing how you think that um, things have changed. It's high school in a corporate world, man. You, yeah, you said that, man. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's what sucks is because we're so structured 
and um and yeah. our mind frame and structure, especially you, you know, you um you were a senior leader or you are a senior yeah. leader, and mm-hmm. you've been exposed to you know life on the trail, you know, where structure is fucking everything. And then AIT and structure, I mean, AIT instructor, where again, ops positions. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 when you get out to the real world, you're going to be like, what the fuck, man? I mean, you'll, you'll shine because, you know, you got your fucking head on, on right. Yeah. But, you know, other people are going to hate on you for that. Like man, I was crazy, told, man. I was told that I think I'm better than everybody because the mm-hmm. way I was dressed, because I wore a suit and uh, I wore a shirt and tie and slack. Like, oh, he thinks he's better than us. People knew more about me than I knew about myself in that job. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. Man. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Fucking high school. Yeah, man. Yeah. But I mean, luckily, you know, you know, everything is at the end of the day what you make of it. You know, if yeah. you decide to let it bother you, it's going to fuck with you. You know, so, and I've got a lot of knowledge at 40, man. And mm-hmm. only, I'm 20 years in, dude, but I don't know nothing compared to the knowledge you've got being out. But I, um, how do you do it? So I think about pacing myself. Yes. Taking a breath, leaning on my strengths and leaning on the people that, that mean the most to me. So like one thing that uh, keeps resonating in my brain when you're talking is, you know what? I think you can make it if you strive on being a good dad and being a good husband. Mm-hmm. Because if you're into those two things and you're managing that, okay. And I'm not saying perfect because we ain't never perfect. Fuck, no. But um, because <laughs> that's a, those are feats in the soap. But if you're managing both of those and you're doing okay, you know, like you're still all like in the same house and you're still all doing the same things right. and enjoying the weekends, then I think like it's kinda like, man, pace yourself, you know? Yeah. I mean <laughs> you can manage. Yeah, you know definitely. You, got value, you know? I think the biggest thing is um like we stated earlier, humbleness, be humble. Yeah. Um, and also be realistic on uh, what your expectations are. When, when you step out onto the real world because once you take that uniform off, that's it, Chief. You know, yeah, your new life begins and you're like, what the f- I'm, I'm telling you, man, uh, I'll tell you offline, but I mean, it's just it blew my mind. And I was only in 10 years. Now, mind you, I that's came in cool. already an older person. I came in at 26. So I had lived a civilian life before okay. I joined the military. But um, after I got out, it's like the world... Woo! I'll I tell you about it offline, bro. If <laughs> so not, my wife keeps asking me, she's like, you ready? You ready? And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm ready. And she's like, babe, you were 19. You were like 20 when you got in. She's yeah. like, babe, that's all you've known. I'm like, yeah, but, and then I'm starting to think like, okay, well, all right. You're going to miss, about this, you know? you're going to miss a lot of the camaraderie that you had. That's yeah. one thing you're going to really miss a lot. You're going to miss the shit, shit, uh, the shit talking. That's why I started this shit up right here because I missed yeah. it, man. I fucking, I, I have nobody to talk to at work. I mean, literally, I mean, I have either 20-year-old millennials or 60-year-old fucking boomers. I, I, I'm stuck in the between. I'm a fucking Gen Xer. I'm 42 years old. And not only that, but I have absolutely nothing in common with them. You know, because, I, I mean, I try to have a conversation. You're to the parking lot. You'd be like, hey, man, let's shoot the shit for about 30 minutes a sweep. Yeah, dude, uh, for real. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I try to, com- uh, try to you know, have a, some kind of conversation with them, but it's like, my humor is not their humor or they'll get offended. And I don't know what the fuck to say to them. You know, I, I said, like you sadistic dude, all I ever did was say, I said, uh, black chick in this one, this one chick at work is like, don't say that. Say African-American. It sounds really bad. I'm like, but well, she's Jamaican. 
you know, she ain't African American. And she's like, yeah, it just doesn't sound right. Like, you know what? I, I can't. I can't fucking with you right now. And anyways, sorry, I started going off on the tangent again. So much for these fucking guidelines. Anyways. So yeah, I've been man. With political correctness for a long time. Dude. Shit, so, yeah. That's why another reason I started this shit. Fuck political correctness. Over here, I can right. be the fuck I want to be. With that being Hell said, yeah. we're getting ready to close up shop on this, brother. Cool. Um, so any advice for any of the listeners that are still active on their way out? I mean, being you got 20 years of wisdom on you, you have multiple fucking duty stations, multiple jobs. <laughs> what would be some advice for those that are getting ready to start the process of uh, getting out? Well, first off, listen to people like you. Listen to the guys who have been there and done that. Because uh, let's go. Cool. Like the, one of the biggest problems, especially guys at my level or higher, they they're like, I don't need them, I don't need it, I've got it. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I've done my research. Bitch, no, you haven't. <laughs> the door isn't shut. You face it. Mm-hmm. Pace yourself. Be true to yourself and true to other people. And I know that's easy to say, but when you actually get out there, be like, what you do has consequences. Like you said, man, mm-hmm. positive and and negative. So, and that's why I kind of threw that thing about being a dad. Man. Just be who you are. Because that's how you became who you was, you know. Yeah, it it's gonna it's gonna get you pretty damn far. Know your weaknesses so you can build, but don't forget what you got. Because even thirteen Bravos man have a ton of skill. Oh fuck! And that. I know you said janitor skills, which is true. <laughs> but uh, man, we got some sick skills, dude. You know, we do. Pretty, we really you know fucking I mean? do. Especially if you were an NCO. Yes, I I had no idea. Instant manager, dude. Instant manager positions. You know. Um, and I know, unfortunately, you know, our world nowadays, man, everything revolves around money. So, I mean, I guess that's, you know, you got to go out and bust your ass. Yeah. Don't forget to be you. Don't forget to have your fun, have your, uh, have your gun line talk, man. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's pretty much it. And, um, I'm no better than anybody, but I've, I've been blessed to go through some of the craziest things, meet the best damn people I've ever met in my life, man. And thank God they're not all. Gone you know, and like whatever. You know, um, honestly, when I, I from what I remember of you back when um when we were in Hood, <laughs> I, I never thought of you being a E seven. Honestly, I did not think you would make it that high. You know, no. and but it's great to see the, you know, breaking that perception that I had. It's awesome to see that how much you accomplished, man. You know, I Thank mean, you. fucking, you're double stacked. You fucking made E seven. You wore the round brown, dude. You've accomplished yeah. a lot more. Than a lot of motherfuckers who thought they were high speed. You know what I'm saying? Dude, yeah. So another look at that shit. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> My wife did that for me. And what's awesome is, you know, you know, you're very humble about it. You know what I'm saying? And that right there is the true character of a great leader. You know, fucking staying humble, being a silent professional. You don't have you don't rub it in nobody's face. You let your fucking actions speak for you. And that's exactly. awesome, man. And I think when you get to the civilian world, you know, you're gonna succeed if you keep doing what you're doing right now. I mean, we're the Definitely. same age. You know, and just like I said, I mean, you seem to have the right set of mind going on. Just take this next year to start networking, uh, immersing yourself into the civilian population as much as you can, especially outside of the uh, military community. I live in San Antonio. It's military city, USA. And fucking it's still a fucking uh, like I said, once this turns off, I'm going to let you know some shit that just blew my mind. But with that being said, man, I do appreciate you being here. And um, I hope to have you as a guest again. Um, definitely. and definitely get into some more stories now that people yeah, have your background. Anybody's got questions about SFAB or, or anything about man getting out since I'm starting the retirement, dude. 
feel free to give him my address or not address, but like uh will do. As a matter of fact, um anybody that has any questions about SFAB or drill or AIT or any kind of just in general questions, just hit me up at on the gunline at gmail.com. And, you know, just put your question in there, say it's for Hodgson, and I'll go ahead and, you know, link it up. And we'll bring them back on and answer your questions. Again, that's on the gunline at gmail.com. And stay tuned for this weekend. Um, I'm going to have a midweek memo coming up this uh, this weekend. Uh, it's um, I'm sorry, on Wednesday. It's going to be a different type of midweek, midweek memo. Uh, it's going to be touching on what I touched on last week, which was uh, herbal and natural remedies. So y'all listen out there. If you guys are listening, Stay tuned for that when I got another expert coming on. Expert in quotation marks. Uh, <laughs> let's just say he's very um, knowledgeable in the research. But um, with that being said, hey, thanks a lot, Hodgson, for being here. I appreciate Always, you. And um, again, on the gunline at gmail.com, hit me up. And uh, any questions for Hodgson, I'll make sure I pass them on for, for y'all. So thanks for joining us here on the Gunline Podcast. With that being said, rounds complete. In the mission, gunline out. <laughs>